I'm Craig Fisher, and this is Inside Talent, where we take you into the minds behind the scenes and show you some of the coolest tools and best practices of some of the coolest people in the talent industry. In April of 2019, I sat down and did a video webcast with Mike Batman Cohen. This is the podcast version of that webcast for your listening pleasure. Hope you enjoy it. Mike has been studying a set of social uh, and sourcing tools to determine what's the best recruitment process for him. And he is going to share with us today some of his research, which he's recently presented at HRTX and is now, uh, fortunately for us, going to share here. So, Mike, take it away. Awesome. Thanks, Craig. Um, yeah, so I, I like to go over uh, the general principles of, of tooling, right? And the thing I always want to start with um, is AI tooling, right? That's going to be the big the big deal. Everybody's always asking, all right, so what's the best tool, right? I can't count the number of times I've heard somebody ask that question. Um, so I think first, in order to just go through this, and I'm going to be really quick, right? We all know this is so hot right now. But the, the truth is, do we know what artificial intelligence really is, right? Um, and I'll, I'll be quick going through this. I know many of you may know what it is, but I really want to hone down on that before we get into like, hey, here, here's AI tooling for you. It's going to solve all your problems, right? So a lot of people think, oh, is it this like self-automated machine who's going to you know, uh, be able to run autonomously from human control? Uh, short answer, no, that's ridiculous, right? Um, is it the ability for uh, uh, robots and machines to create uh, a basic kind of like reality and living system structure within themselves? No, that's ridiculous, right? Are we even at a point where robots and machines can serve us fast food? Believe it or not, no, that's ridiculous. Um, if you didn't know who that last one was, we'll catch up offline. Um, so, so if you look up online, hey, what's the definition of AI? You're gonna get all of these different definitions. Um, I think the greatest is always from Urban Dictionary, right? Now you can read it, I can't say it out loud on a, on a webinar. Um, but the, the simplest one to understand is probably the Merriam-Webster definition, uh, which is it's a branch of computer science dealing with the simulation of intelligent behavior in computers. The most important word in that sentence I want people to really understand is the word simulation. They are not creating a computer science service or a machine that does human intelligence. It's supposed to simulate human intelligence. And there's always, as we all know, a difference between a simulation and real life. So let's go over really quick some of the different types of AI that, that people hear, right? We all hear of reactive machines, limited machines, theory of mind, self-awareness. And maybe you haven't heard it in those terms, but I promise you, you've seen this almost every day. Um, these are the different approaches I'm sure most of us have heard of. So functionalities, reactive machines. We all heard of the uh, when IBM Watson um, beat the the Jeopardy all-star, whose name is escaping me right now. Um, uh, that's a reactive machine. Those are machines who are taught a set uh, a piece of information or protocol. They can regurgitate it back out. Uh, limited memory, that's Siri, right? We're using Siri, Cortana, if you're a, a weird Microsoft user, right? Um, Google help, uh, the voice commands. Those are all going to be limited memory systems that you use your past uh, decisions to inform future decisions. 
the last two, theory of mind. These are going to be some of the, the technologies that are able to do more visual recognition, um, audio recognition. They're really, they're really set up to determine uh, your uh, mood, your emotions, your behavior. Um, that is still way, way, way underdeveloped. Uh, and then there is a good old self-awareness. This is what everybody thinks of when they think of AI. Guys, this is not AI. That's Terminator from a movie made like a dozen years ago or probably more now, right? So like 30. functionalities, I'm sure we've heard this, right? Uh, machine learning, this is where machines are. This is like that limited memory, right? They're gonna, they're gonna use uh, past information uh, to generate theories on future information. NLP, how well can computers understand just the natural language, the idioms um, that we're using. Uh, vision, this is, uh, praise God, uh, being developed so that way our Teslas and self-driving cars uh, stay in one lane and don't veer off the road. Um, and then robotics, which have been used for a, a long, long time. If you think about uh, automobile manufacturers, right? You have those arms that come up and move, move pieces. So these are all in play right now. Uh, so let's talk about AI and, and tooling in general from a recruiting process, right? I break down the recruiting process into six stages. Uh, you can say, oh, well, there's other pieces. I really believe that everything fits into one of these six stages, right? So how do tooling help you with each of these, right? Well, let's look at sourcing and messaging first, right? The first two stages, this is typically in the sourcing realm, if you differentiate between sourcing and recruiting. Um, here's all kind of the, the skills and the, the processes that you go through. So which one of these can't a computer do? I think I made it pretty clear, right? Computers can't create personal connections. They can't make customized messages. Textio, I love you. It's just you can't get that like that empathetic in-depth, right? What can they do? Well, they can produce all of this for you. So take a quick look. If you are spending a ton of time doing any of these four things, it might be time to think about uh, automating some of it and investing in some tooling. Um, and some of it you don't even have to invest in. Some of it's free, available on the internet, right? Qualifying and submitting. Uh, again, what can't they do? Data collection. You can't have a robot talk on the phone. They're not gonna understand uh, what is being said. They're not gonna be able to drill down and, and use uh, some of those human characteristics, right? Again, how much time are you spending on this stuff? And finally, interviews and offers, right? Uh, robots cannot close candidates on an opportunity. Uh, there's zero capability of doing that anytime in the near future. Um, so if you're good at that, hey, great job. Get some job stability. Um, these, again, how automated are these? How much time are we spending doing this every day? So uh, I'll get into this and I'll open it up for some questions before getting into specific tooling. I think it's important also to understand not what can, what AI can do, but like what can't AI do? There's three main areas that most researchers, uh, scientists and engineers understand uh, to be true. First is reasoning and judgment, right? These are the two areas of the process uh, where that comes into play, data collection and closing candidates. By data collection, I mean the qualification call where we're actually pulling in data. Um, computers cannot use reasoning. They cannot use judgment. They are operating off of a fixed data set that they can grow over time, but their initial data set is the foundation for which they have all of their understanding. They can't do this. Next, creativity. 
Um, robots uh, can use facets of creativity that are learned behaviors that we've inputted as, again, data. But naturally, robots do not have the ability to be creative. Um, and the last one, guys, this is definitely the big one. Robots cannot do empathy. And I'm, I'm putting do in, in air quotes if you can't see that. Um, empathy is a strictly human understanding. It's the ability, uh, the way I define it, you can listen to Brene Brown if you want to get more in depth with this. But the way I define empathy is being able to meet a candidate where they are. Right? When I when I talk on the phone, I'm like, hey, how are you doing today? And they're like, I'm okay. I'm like, whoa, hey, what's going on? Right? Hey, it sounds like maybe a little bit of a tough day. It's a Friday. Like, talk to me. Right? Machines do not have the ability to do that and won't for the foreseeable future. So with that, I'll stop there for a couple of seconds. See, uh, Craig, any questions so far? Any any direction um, on my side? Uh, so Mike, you're doing great. Um, I, I appreciate and understand the setup here. I think what uh, I am most interested in uh, from here on out for you is, do you have empathy? Do I, do I have empathy? Uh, oh my gosh, do I have empathy? My wife <laughs> would, uh, would laugh at that. I'm actually the one in the, the marriage who watching like reality TV shows like The Voice and uh -huh. American Idol. I'm the one just like sobbing. <laughs> and during that, she's just looking over like, oh my gosh. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I'm I'm a little like that myself. That's fun. I love it. Love it. Any other questions? Anything uh, Anything on your side? No, we're good. Let's go. All right, let's get into it. All right, guys. So before I get into the what tools are available, um, how are you assessing, and this is a rhetorical question because you're not on the webinar with me right now, um, how are you building your your use case for tooling? How are you deciding what tooling you need? Forget the actual tool, right? The company who produces it, but like the type of tool. How are you deciding that for yourself? Um, well, there's two things you can monitor, right? To decide where your deficiencies are. One is how hard your employees are working. These are numbers like, well, how many profiles did you view? How many messages did you send? How many uh, interviews did you set up, right? Uh, cool. You should definitely monitor that. You should monitor it for yourself. Um, you should monitor it for, for people on your team, if you're a manager. But all that really shows is how hard you're working, not how efficiently you're working. And if that is the main thing that you're focusing on to track, uh, that's usually a sign of a culture issue um, because you're, you're tracking, again, to make sure people are working hard. And that should be a given in an organization. The big one is how efficiently are you working? How smart are you about this job? And that for me is always going to be the thing I want to track for myself and for others. So work harder, guys, not smarter. Uh, sorry, work smarter, not harder. Forget that last thing I said. Totally not true. Work smarter. If you don't understand the dog running on the treadmill, uh, there's an, an analogy always made to uh, if you want to produce more, you have two options. One, run faster on the treadmill to add more treadmills. Uh, I'm of the add more treadmills philosophy, right? So this is the work harder stuff we just talked about. Here is the work smarter. So here are going to be your turn rates. I'm going to put them all up on screen really quick. Um, so what I want to look for generally is percentages. That's all I care about, right? Profiles viewed versus messages. You can read what's on the screen. 
Um, if you need a copy of this or you're more interested in talking about this, I'm happy to go over it. But if you do not have this information right now, that's your first step. Don't say that you need any tooling right now until you can figure out where and why, right? So get this information, figure this out, and then delve into the tooling itself. That's really good, Mike. I love that. Thanks. Thank you. It's a, it's a, a pitfall for people to look at just pure numbers. Mm -hmm. right? They're like, well, you know, we've sent, a, a, you know, we can only find, you know, 800 profiles this week. We need an AI sourcing tool to find. And it's like, well, do you? Right. right? How many messages did you send? Yeah. Well, we sent, you know, 40. Okay. Well, that's, you know, that's 5%. That's, that's not, not a great burn rate. So let's yeah. look at your brain, right? Um, so let's get into it. AI tooling. Let's look at the sourcing tooling first. So these are going to be the four major players in what is referred to as the AI sourcing space. They each have a unique use case that I have found. This is my opinion, um, but I have been cross-testing them uh, with each other. So hiring solved, uh, if you have an internal database with a ton of candidates, I'm talking a million, two million, three million candidates, um, you're an enterprise, there's only one tool that will let you simultaneously search those profiles and available profiles on the internet at the same time, learning from your past ATS or CRM decisions to find more people. It's hiring solved every time. Uh, hire tool, uh, as, as a note, it is the number one email finding tool available on the internet. Uh, I promise I've tried them. I've tried Lucia, I've tried Connectifier, I've tried, you name it, I've tried it. Hire, hire tool is the best. For their AI sourcing platform, uh, they've actually broken it down to be as simple as humanly possible. So I suggest hire tool uh, for teams who maybe are a little more junior um who have people who aren't maybe as skilled in boolean commands or in, in advanced search filters uh you can drop a, a job description in there and they can fill in some search fields for you um great for for those sort of firms right you hire a lot of junior folks hire a lot of people who don't get trained on that boom hire tool uh engage is actually a really really interesting tool with a very cool skill set so engage uh they actually hire i think geez 20 30 and if you're watching this engage and i have this wrong i'm so sorry 20 to 30 data scientists and they're able to map out entire industries and organizations so uh my favorite thing about them and they, they do more than just this on the candidate side their data scientists will actually share um the best tips and tricks to reach out best subject lines, um, best keywords to put in phrases, and they work. They're good. Um, on the company side, and this is super cool, um, they can actually track the company's risk retention rate. Uh, and what do I mean when I say that? Uh, I mean that they can actually track when companies are more likely or less likely uh, to lose candidates, and they can do it typically before industry knowledge comes out. It's very cool. Their knowledge on companies and industries is unparalleled. Um, so my yeah. quick question, do you yeah. do you know how they do that? That can't be a completely AI thing. There has to be some of those data scientists saying, uh, all right, we're looking at macroeconomic trends here that, you know, the computer might not necessarily see. Or is it purely uh, that? Is it purely spiders? crawling the web for that sort of information? That is a great question. The answer, believe it or not, is 
both. Yeah. So the scientists have built the tool around not just candidates, mm -hmm. right? They actually put their, their company's stock prices right. on the, the company page. They have an entire section devoted to news on that company. So as news articles are released, they're actually put into the company profile for you to view. They have a scrolling banner up top. Mm -hmm. So they've created what, what we're calling web crawling in this case, right? They've done that both on the candidate job um, side, but they've also done it on the financial side and they've done it on the news and social media side mm -hmm. and on Glassdoor. So, so they give you a more well-rounded uh, view of the organization and trends that are gonna happen there and when you might be able to get people from those organizations easily and when it would be a good time to seek out those organizations to tell them, hey, I could help you hire. Yeah, yeah, that's 100% uh, accurate. Their best example last year was uh, uh, people on their platform who follow BlackBod mm -hmm. uh, as, a, as a company. Um, they uh, predicted uh, a, a really rough uh, retention risk rate uh, for BlackBod in North Carolina. Um, and everybody who followed them got an alert saying, hey, you may want to reach out to candidates here. And I think it was like two weeks later or four weeks later, uh, they announced they were shutting that office down. Yeah. So they, they were able to follow cues, social cues, news, financial things to, to predict that. It was phenomenal. Yeah, that's great. And, and, and I think that's something that we have done manually as uh, recruiters and staffing business owners for a long time. But this is uh, off the charts. That's really cool. Yeah. It, as I said, it is a super cool tool to use. Um, and then the last one, uh, seek out last, certainly not least. So uh, I'm, I'm not supposed to play favorites. So I won't play favorites. And you can just take that statement to mean whatever you'd like it to mean right now. <laughs> um, seek out has in insane search functionality, insane. They have pre-configured power filters already built in. Um, so if you're on the tech side and you want a front-end engineer, they literally have a power filter called front-end frameworks and it will take care of everything for you, putting in the, you know, Angular, Angular.js, Angular.js, React.js, React.js, et cetera, et cetera. Um, the number of filters that they have, uh, I joke with them all the time. They, they always say like, we might have too many filters. I'm like, no, 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 no. Perfect. Mm -hmm. Leave it. Right. Um, it is very, very, very effective. Mm -hmm. um, they also have a GitHub search, um, and and the other tools do too. Let's be clear. Um, however, they they've gone deeper a little bit in scoring all of the engineers, and they they give them a seek out uh, tech score. Yeah. And so if you're not super technical or you're not super familiar with how GitHub works and what it means. Um, Seekout literally lays it out for you in just the easiest terms to swallow. Yeah, and I like their dashboard too. I like the way they uh, visualize the information and pull it all into one screen for you. It's uh, it's beautifully done. Yes, yes, 100% agree. Um, so those are the major AI sourcing tools. Um, we can get into chatbots. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this, and mm -hmm. here's why. Uh, we'd have to go down the road if we're talking about chatbots around the fear of AI, the removal of jobs, the candidate experience concerns, what chatbots can actually do. And it's, it's a very long conversation. Mm -hmm. uh, the bottom line is, I, I believe there was a wise person at HRTX uh, two weeks ago who shared that most people, I think the number was 72%, um, don't actually mind or prefer talking to a robot. Um, do you remember who that was, Craig? <laughs> I think that was me. 
That was, yeah, that was you for sure. <laughs> uh, so so uh, that being the case, there is a place for chatbots. It is not everywhere. It's not on every position and it's not in every company. There are select places where chatbots are super useful. Mm -hmm. um, for more information on that, ping me offline. I'm happy to go over any of this stuff with you. Um, the, the bottom line is it's just a little bit too much right now to, to delve into without doing with, with doing it justice. Yeah. Let's get some more AI tools scheduling. So this is a, this is a big one. Um, if you are spending more than 10 minutes a day or an hour a week on scheduling and calendaring things, stop it. <laughs> These tools are free. They're free, zero, zero dollars, okay? Uh, they integrate with Outlook, they integrate with Gmail. I don't care what you're on, right? Uh, even if you're not on any of those, it gives you a free link that you can use to send it to people. Um, if, if you're willing to spend a, a whopping like nine or $12 a month, you can brand it for yourself, you can do everything. But guys, use scheduling tools, send people a link to book time on your calendar and get it off your plate. Stop with the back and forth emails, stop with all that, create a template and whatever email thing you're using to input your Calendly or you can book me your XAI link and just get it off your plate. Video interviews, I'm not gonna lie, I don't do this. Um, I know HireVue, I know Ponyo, I've done a bunch of research into both of them, both great companies. Um, as an agency side recruiter, I, I'm not using video interviews, maybe even as effectively as I could be. Um, I can tell you video interviews are starting to really help with the candidate experience piece. The downside and the only uh, caveat that I have uh, that I know about is be careful that this is not adding a step into your process and elongating your hiring process because that will unfortunately have the reverse effect and lower the candidate experience that you're that you're having. Craig, right. do you use any of these tools or, or any uh, video interviewing tools? We have customers that do, and um, and I've used them all uh, over the years. I've <clears throat> sampled them all and had different customers um, have great success. And you know, five years ago there were I don't know uh, twenty of these, and now the field has really narrowed. A lot of these companies are. Uh, starting to not even exist anymore. Um, and some new ones are popping up, but uh, I think the field is getting a little stronger and, and narrower. I I totally agree. Mm -hmm. um, okay, so sliding on, writing. Um, okay, so I'm gonna be clear. I don't use Textio. Uh, I don't use Textio for two reasons. Um, none having to do with Textio. Mm. Uh, I'm a writer by nature. Uh, I love writing and I do super weird creative emails to people. Oftentimes I don't even mention a job. I, I'm just like reaching out to network and connect with somebody and uh, pretty pretty effective for me. Um, uh, the other piece is uh, their Textio is great at helping write job descriptions. This is going to freak some people out on this. I haven't posted a job of mine in like three years. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't do it. I could tell you that I right now would need a tutorial on how to use uh, Indeed. I, I just, I don't use it. For me, it's a waste of my time. The incoming mm -hmm. talent has never been good enough to warrant the time spend. Um, and anybody on this call um, who's thinking, oh, well, I've made a placement off Indeed. Awesome. But do a, an evaluation of your ROI on that. 
right? Because most, most people have recruiters spending 20, 25 hours a week mm-hmm. dealing with incoming candidates from Indeed. And if you're making one placement every, I don't know, two, three months off of that, you're losing money. You're losing money. You can just go to an agency and you'd, say, you'd actually save money. Yeah. Um, Grammarly, uh, just use it. I, I'm not going to preface this. It, it corrects your grammar and spelling on every website There's, and it's free. So yeah, uh, use it. Non-AI tools. For all my tech recruiters out there, uh, I have a huge shout out for human predictions. Um, I I love them. The company themselves are fantastic. Their founders are super cool, down to earth people. Uh, their customer service is, is one of the top two of any company I work with. And I'll talk about the other one in a second. Um, if you're a tech recruiting company, this is only tech recruiting. It does not do anything else. So if you do other things, might not be the greatest fit, but if you do tech recruiting and heavy tech recruiting, it's probably the best platform out there. Um, it enables you to do a few things that no other platform on the web does. Uh, one, you can search through niche repositories um, that most people, including myself, by the way, didn't even know about when I got onto the platform. So Craig, have you done technical recruiting? Uh, uh, for 20 years or so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, a, a couple a couple times, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so have you uh, have you done front-end engineers? Absolutely. Have you ever heard of CodePen? Yeah. Okay, so you have. Well, you're you're brighter than the average pair. Uh, I've not <laughs> even heard of CodePen. It is actually a repository called a GitHub or a Stack Overflow, mm-hmm. just for front-end engineers. It yeah. can search through that repository. So it does the same thing for Kaggle for data scientists. Um, I think it's called Cocoa Puffs for iOS developers, yep. etc. They and they have them for everything. DevOps, <laughs> uh, NPM for JavaScript developers. The other thing it does. It pulls from multiple different social sites, right? So yay, LinkedIn, yay, Facebook, yay, Twitter. I get it. The cool thing about human predictions is they don't seed from LinkedIn, meaning the place that they go first is not LinkedIn. So where else do they pull from? You can go right to people's GitHub profiles. Cool-ish. You can go to their Stack Overflow profile. Pretty cool. But you can also go to their Meetup profile you can see every meetup that they're in. You can go to their Pinterest profile, their Flickr profile, Foursquare, About Me. You can see conferences that they've spoken at. It is super in-depth. It's a fantastic tool, fantastic customer service. For in-tech recruiting, I, I suggest checking this one out. So the, that funnel example uh, that I showed at HRTX I used human predictions actually to do that uh, exercise the, the first time we did it. It worked great. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you had that experience too. I, I Once I saw it, I saw a demo of it. I was like, holy smokes. Like, this is really good. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that, that's my suggestion on the tech side. Contact info. Everybody asks, what's the best one for contact info? It's hire tool. Period. Uh, lead 411, I put up there as the top. If you like getting phone numbers, cell phone numbers, office numbers. Lead 411 has more phone numbers than any other platform out there. And I think that this June, they're going to be up to like 15 million or 25 million uh, direct dial, like mobile phone or direct dial office numbers, um, which is insane. Um, So if that's what you're into, check out Lead 411. If you're in the biz dev space and watching this for some reason, uh, kudos on you for doing that. And here's here's your takeaway. Lead 411, check it out. 
more non-AI tools. So behavioral analytics, I'm gonna take a hot second on this. Uh, whenever I ask anybody like, hey, how important is culture fit, right? You always get the, no one's gonna be like, oh, we don't care, right? They can be a jerk. Everyone says, oh, it's really important. Like, Great, how are you testing that? Right? Like, well, we ask behavioral-based interview questions. I'm like, cool, all right, but how are you testing it, <laughs> right? Like, you're giving hacker rank tests and drilling people on whiteboards and putting them through all these different code reviews. How, how are you testing the culture, right? At the bare bones minimum, people rate culture at 20 to 25% of the importance of the job, and they're not even testing it. So I use tools. Uh, I do not use Crystal. I'm going to preface that. I, I found it to be uh, slightly inaccurate uh, for what I needed. Um, it, it does disk profile assessments. And unfortunately for them, my wife uh, is an employee engagement strategist. So she owns a company that does that. So I was able to directly cross compare. So uh, sorry, Crystal. Um, uh, also, my wife's name is Crystal, which is very confusing in this conversation. So I'm going to move <laughs> on. Um, so the top, the top icon you see there is uh, called Deep Sense. Um, this is a top of funnel tool that I use. It analyzes publicly available profile data across the entire internet to give you uh, background information on the candidate. Um, some, some brief archetypes, do's and don'ts on how to communicate, motivations, and it even pulls a disk and an ocean assessment on the candidate. Um, I, I found this to be fairly accurate. Um, very, very impressive tool to help me reach out to candidates. Um, human intelligence I use on the back end, so either uh, later stage or uh, once they're onboarded. It's like a 10 to 12 minute test you take and it is amazingly in depth. You can compare to your team, you can benchmark against your team. Uh, uh, the hiring manager will have access to see all of this. It's unbelievably comprehensive as a tool. Um, and neither of them are super expensive. So I, I encourage that. Um, this is the big one for me. Uh, so you'll see that little uh, teddy bear. Uh, if you can still see my camera, great. If you can't, you'll see it at the very end. I have that teddy bear on my shirt. Um, and with, with all deference to all the other tools that I've talked about, and I love them, uh, Interseller is the one tool that I can't live without. Mm -hmm. I could live without every other tool. I right? agree. Um, and here's the reason, guys. Uh, interseller is email automation, but at a super, super, super high level. To be clear, Mixmax and HubSpot do this as well. I don't think they do it as well as Interseller does. Mm -hmm. um, and here's why. So first off, email automation. How often are we following up with our candidates, right? Uh, I don't know if we know this, but PwC put out a study last year. That's PricewaterhouseCooper. Put out a study last year saying that most candidate responses come between 7 to 11 points of contact. Now, to be clear, a point of contact does not mean seven to 11 emails. A profile view, point of contact, connecting on LinkedIn, point of contact, connect on Twitter, right? But you're looking at at least five to seven emails. Are you, are you sending five to seven emails? And right now, I know that you're either rolling your eyes or shaking your head no. And that's cool. I get it, right? That's a pain in the butt. How do you track that, right? Easy. Interstellar. You write up all your emails first, create a campaign, super customizable. They have really cool ones too. Um, so, you know, first name, title, company. They also have day of the week. So you can say like, hey, first name, how's your day of the week going so far? Life still good at company, right? And it's super customized sounding, right? Um, here's the kicker with Interstellar. Uh, a, this is actually the other company that I was saying has unbelievable 
customer service. I'm talking about when you use their intercom button on the on their webpage. It's like a sub five minute response rate. It's, it's unbelievable. Um, and so here's here's Interseller, right? You can create your campaigns, great. It also integrates with LinkedIn. So on the LinkedIn profile, uh, recruiter, regular, professional, doesn't matter. Um, you click the Interseller button. It will find their personal email address. And from that page on a sidebar, you can add them to the campaign that you just made or any campaign. And from that sidebar, you can also customize your first message while looking at their LinkedIn profile. And if that wasn't the most awesome thing you've heard all morning or afternoon, I guess, whenever you're listening to this, um, it also integrates with your ATS. So if that candidate isn't in your ATS, Interseller will automatically add them to your ATS and track all of the emails in your ATS. It's, I love it. I, I love it. I love them. They're fantastic. Even more web scraping. I'll be real quick. Data miner, super bulky to deal with. Great if you're a software engineer, I guess. Zap info, one of the cooler tools I've ever used. Again, the people who own this company, Doug and Lynette, if you're listening, I love you. Um, Zap info is amazing. If you like Facebook sourcing um, or you're wondering, oh, well, how would I even do that? Zap info, short answer. They do web scraping, so they'll pull everybody off of a search page. They'll enrich it with LinkedIn profiles and email addresses. You can send email directly from um, the, the program or the Chrome extension. Um, you can build Boolean commands right in the Chrome extension. Uh, you can verify emails in the Chrome extension. They even have uh, like templates they call zaplets that you can input on any page on the internet where you're writing with a cursor. It's unbelievable. So if you have like a custom template you like sending when you add a contact on LinkedIn, you can click on the Chrome extension, click zaplet, add it, and boom, it populates it right in there. Click send. It's phenomenal. And uh, I, don't, I don't know if they're going to be so happy about this, but they are so inexpensive, guys. I'm telling you, it's $40 a month, right? Skip out on coffee once a week and you can afford Zap Info without skipping a beat. It's awesome. It's, so I did one of these calls with Doug uh, a couple of days ago and found that for my global team, uh, Zap Info also now has a GDPR compliance opt-in that you can automatically send to everyone you're trying to connect with and that it saves that opt-in across your organization so that when someone else wants to connect with that person, you don't have to send them another uh, consent. It just automatically will pop up in the system and say, yeah, we've already got this covered, which is, to me is amazing and uh, will save yeah. my, my global team a lot of time. Yeah, it's yeah, can't speak highly enough that I, I love it. I love it, love it, love it. Oh, and it integrates with your ATS, so you can throw that whole spreadsheet right into your ATS, export to a CSV. It's a very cool tool. Yep. Uh call transcription. I, I use Call Assistant. Um, very affordable. The company's again really great, supportive. Um, and here's why I use this. So it records my calls and then transcribes them to me. Um, and you can go in and listen to each section. It tells you who's talking at each section. Um, and if you're wondering, well, why do you do that? Um, A, in case I forget something, I want to go back and double check without having to ask again. B, when you're screening candidates who do things that you don't really understand, they're at some point going to say some things that sound super cool, but that you don't even know what to write down, right? You're like, I, I don't, I have no idea what they just said, but that sounds awesome. I'll go into the call transcription, copy and paste that or send the audio file 
to the hiring manager and say, hey, here's the question I asked. Here was their answer verbatim, not me as a recruiter kind of making it sound good. No, here's exactly what they said. Uh, hiring managers freak over that because um, it's, it's direct from the horse's mouth, so to speak. Uh, Facebook searching. If you're not doing it, here's two free tools. Do it. Go to peoplefindthor.dk or download the Chrome extension, Intelligence Search. It's free. Mm -hmm. uh, do it. Video messaging. I use Loom. Um, it's free. Again, it's a Chrome extension. You can video record yourself. Um, uh, you know, for me, I use it as like a fourth or fifth message where I'll say like, hey, Craig, it's Mike again. I know I've tried reaching you a few times. Man, listen, I know you're probably doing well at, at AGS, but I've got this junior sourcing role at this oil and gas company. I think you'd be a great fit for. And then you can actually send that video off um, in an email. So it's right there. They can click it, watch it, gets really great responses. Last piece is I'm going to be real quick. Guys, user adoption is a huge deal. So many people get back to me and say, yeah, I tried that. It didn't work. I promise you it works, right? You're not that random use case where this doesn't work um, unless you are, but that's very, 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 very rare. Um, so focus on your data integrity, your sync of data between your platforms and how clean and updated you're keeping your data. This is going to help your team actually adopt it because they're going to see the value in using it. Um, yeah, create an ecosystem. Uh, fears around AI, uh, guys, I know some people are scared of this. AI, if used correctly, which I understand that, that that's definitely a concern, the goal would be to create more efficiency and more productivity. If AI creates more productivity or more efficiency in the job itself, uh, more jobs will open up and the job market as a whole will remain unaffected. Yes, it may affect blue collar jobs. It may affect certain areas. But as a whole, as a job market, as a socioeconomic um, infrastructure, we will be okay. Um, right? Automation versus productivity. That's what I just said. Robotic workforce. Um, if you do any of the research, which I'm happy to send you, it's right here. Um, people don't believe that full automations like robotics doing all capable of doing all of our jobs is at the bare bones minimum 104 years from now. Anybody listening to this call right now, you're not going to be here. So let it go. Unless you are, but that, that'd be amazing. I want to know what you're eating, right? Candidate experience. I talked about that already. It actually gets better candidate experience. Um, and here's my info. If you have any questions, reach out, screenshot this quick, take a picture. It's only going to be up for five, four, three, two, one. That's it. <laughs> Mike, you rock. Thank you so much. This has been amazing and um, more to come. Thanks, man. I definitely appreciate it. This was a great time. Thank you for listening to Inside Talent. Learn more about the future of talent today at insidetalent.org, where you can sign up for regular updates and you can subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcast app.